Welcome to the Play Sleep Grow podcast. This episode reveals the number one baby sleep mistake I see parents make, both new and seasoned parents alike. So freshen up that cup of coffee, switch that load of laundry before you forget, and listen in. You're listening to the Play Sleep Grow podcast. I'm your host, Ashley Thompson. I leveraged my skills as a speech-language pathologist to research and discover the gentlest and most effective sleep training methods and strategies available for our three children, successfully helping them learn to sleep through the night and take regular scheduled naps starting at three, four, and five months old respectively, effectively reclaiming confidence, structure, and peace in our home and creating a better, healthier relationship with my husband and our children. On this show, you'll discover bite-sized, actionable strategies for all things baby sleep and development, and avoid wasting time, money, and tears on strategies that simply don't work. You'll gain a sneak peek into the most reliable, evidence-based strategies available. You'll also get exclusive access and discounts to time-saving, headache-crushing tools and our unique Play Sleep Grow Sisterhood to make sure that your sleep training journey and your relationship with your child is easier and more grace-filled than you ever dreamed possible. Subscribe now and listen in every Monday. So grab that cup of coffee, snuggle that baby close, and welcome. You belong here. Does trying to figure out your baby's ever-changing sleep schedule make you feel like finding a nice, secluded spot and burying your head in the sand? Well, stop the search and step away from the sand. As an exclusive gift to you, I have created a 60-second sleep schedule quiz. All you have to do is complete the 60-second quiz, and a sample sleep schedule specifically for your child will be sent directly to your inbox. And yes, it's completely free. Simply go to www.playsleepgrow.com forward slash sleep dash schedule dash quiz to claim yours now and I'll drop a clickable link in the show notes. Welcome back. I'm your host, Ashley Thompson, wife, mom, licensed speech-language pathologist, and certified pediatric sleep consultant. In today's episode, we will be pulling back the curtain on the number one baby sleep mistake I see parents make, both new and seasoned parents. And it's especially common in those early weeks and months. You will learn both what this mistake is, when you might encounter it, how to avoid making this mistake for yourself, and simple, actionable steps for what to do if you've already been making this mistake. Don't worry, we've got it all for you. Let's dive right in. This weekend, I was blessed to attend the baptism for my friend's two-month-old grandson. It was so beautiful, both the ceremony itself and the relationship between the little babe and his mom and dad. He would begin to squawk, and sometimes his mom could comfort him, and other times his dad would swoop in, and sure enough, as soon as his dad scooped him up, cradled him outward in one arm, and lifted him up so it looked as though he was surveying the masses, he quieted down and was perfectly content. After the baptism, complete with more precious squawking, as the priest poured holy water over the baby's head, we gathered in the activity center for snacks and chit-chat. And my sweet friend, the grandmother of the newly baptized, and I began a long-awaited conversation about her grandson's sleep. He was doing 
Well, most nights, she said, but his naps were a mess. He is what we call a snack and snoozer, taking small feeds throughout the day and falling asleep almost immediately once the feed begins, only to awaken 10 to 20 minutes later, ready for another feed and ready to take another nap in 30 minutes. And the one day that he really stumped them was a day recently where he didn't nap for the entire day. They tried everything, and that poor baby just would not fall asleep. Now, I'll pause right here, and I will let you in on a little baby sleep 101. At this point, there are still a myriad of reasons why this nugget might not be sleeping well. But I did notice a number of areas that A, I needed more information on, and B, could use some tweaking. So I then proceeded to ask the baby's mom and my friend, as she helps to care for the baby when this mom needs a break, more about his sleep environment, other sleep and feeding patterns, how they typically respond, etc. In general, some of the suggestions that I gave were to ensure that he was getting full feeds, doing what was needed to keep him awake for the full feed so that he could sleep better. Keep trying the swaddle because even though he would fight it, most babies his age, and sometimes even especially the ones who fight it the most, still need and benefit from swaddling and some natural gas remedy options. And then we talked about the day where he would not settle for the entire day. This I explained after asking about Alternate causes like recent vaccines and illness and change in diet or environment. This is usually, this is commonly the result of the most common mistake that I see parents make with their baby's sleep, both new and seasoned parents. And the mistake is thinking that your baby can stay awake longer than they actually can, or relying solely on sleep cues to tell you when to put your nugget down for their next sleep. Now, based on this baby's sleep history, taking many naps every 30 to 60 minutes all day long, the chances of this being the only cause that the crummy sleep day, uh, of the crummy sleep day are minimal. There were many causes at play that day, I suspect. And if he's falling asleep 30 minutes after he wakes up, then he's not staying up too long. All working together, All these problems were working together to make one really poopy day of sleep, or rather lack thereof. But the overtiredness did almost certainly play into the mess that day. Because here's what happens. And I'm about to get all science nerd on you, so buckle in. The longer our bodies are awake, the higher the level of cortisol in our bodies builds. It's not a bad thing. It's natural and it's an intentional system in our body. And then once the cortisol level hits a threshold, adrenaline is released in our body. This is a survival system in our bodies when we're overtired and we really need to sleep, but we're not allowing our bodies to sleep. Our bodies are like, well, alrighty then. Here, I'm going to help you stay awake since that's what you apparently need to do right now. And whoosh. There goes the adrenaline. And then the adrenaline in our bodies makes it harder to fall asleep and stay asleep because by staying awake, we basically told our bodies 
that we need to be awake right now. Now, for you and I as adults, we can stay awake quite a while before this energy wallop hits. But babies, not so much. The younger a baby is, the shorter the time frame is before this cortisol threshold is met and the adrenaline is released. And that, sweet friend, is why wake windows and sleep pressure are such a delicate balance. Our bodies need enough sleep pressure and at the same time, not too much cortisol from staying awake for us to fall asleep before becoming overtired. Okay, so now we know what the number one baby sleep mistake that parents make is. Let's talk about when it happens. And remember, if you've made this mistake before, you are in good company. New and seasoned parents alike make this mistake. Heck, I knew about this number one mistake before our first was born, and I still make this mistake sometimes. It happens. We're human. So this mistake is most common in the earliest months. This is because when our babies are brand spanking new, their wake windows can be as short as 45 minutes. And in the wee early days, some babies hardly make it past 30 minutes. It can feel like our babies are constantly sleeping. And to be fair, that's because they are, or they are sleeping a whole lot anyway. In the early months, our nuggets sleep and eat and poop. And maybe we can sneak in a little bit of squirmy tummy time before they need to sleep again. And at the same time, even if we know that our babies need to get to bed in the early months, there always manages to be that visitor our mom or our best friend or our sister that just has to keep the baby up from their, from their nap because, oh, Rebecca, when will I get to see this sweet baby again? Are you really going to keep her from me? Yeah, I know I'm not alone in this. And they always mean well, right? To be fair, these days are swift and our closest family and friends can absolutely visit with us and our new babies. But that's the key phrase, us with our new babies on our timeline. If they are dead set on seeing our sweet baby, then they can visit with us while the baby takes a nap, or they can help us with a load of laundry, or get there at a better time. As a lifelong people pleaser and guilt extraordinaire, it can be hard to have these boundaries. But this I can promise, it gets easier with practice. And with having the confidence that the decisions that you are making are what you feel is best for your baby. Because let's be honest, is Aunt Martha going to be the one dealing with a screaming baby at 3 a.m. because he didn't get his afternoon nap on time? No, no, she isn't. So this mistake is most common in the early months. But don't be fooled. This mistake can happen at any age. Five months. 12 months, three years, and so on. If we stay awake too long, the adrenaline beast is released. If you have a toddler that goes from a tired mess to bouncing off the walls just in time for bedtime, you know what I'm talking about. So if you're like me and you like to be proactive so that you can avoid as much pain as humanly possible, meaning that you don't have your little one on the outside of your belly yet, but you're preparing, this is how to prevent this most common baby sleep mistake from happening in the first place. 
One, stay on top of wake windows. Get baby back to bed before the wake window is up. And be aware, wake windows can vary slightly throughout the day, but typically not by a whole lot. You're not going to have a one and a half hour wake window here and a four hour wake window there. If that's happening, then something funky is up. Two, make sure that baby is getting full feeds. And three, don't rely solely on sleep cues to tell you when baby is ready to sleep. And P.S. Sleep cues are only helpful in the newborn phase, as it is because most older, older babies don't show sleep cues until it's too late. If you want a free baby wake windows guide so that you know what the typical wake window is for your baby at every age from day one to three years old, shoot me a DM on Instagram at PlaySleepGrow or email me and I'll leave a link to send me an email in the show notes and I will rocket that baby into your inbox ASAP. Now, lastly, if you've already made this most common baby sleep mistake and you're swimming in a sea of random wake windows and a very cranky, overtired baby, this is how to fix it. One, figure out what the typical wake window for your baby is. Message me, check out my Instagram page, or check out whatever your favorite, most reliable source is for baby sleep. Two, remember, this is an average. You may have to play around with it a little to find your baby's sweet spot. Also remember, if your baby was born early, his adjusted age may come into play. Four, start fresh. I recommend starting these new and improved wake windows on the next day you can be 100% consistent. And five, be consistent. Baby sleep habits are just that, habits. And you and I are fully aware that habits will only work if we stick to them like superglue. If figuring out your baby's current sleep schedule sounds majorly overwhelming, remember that I have that exclusive gift for you, my sweet friend, the free baby sleep quiz. And if figuring out your baby's current sleep schedule sounds majorly overwhelming, Remember, I have that exclusive gift for you, my sweet friend, the free baby sleep quiz that sends a sample sleep schedule specifically for your baby straight to your inbox. And if that even sounds too DIY for your level of exhaustion, you can also reach out to me directly and we can talk about one-on-one consulting packages that I offer. And if you are 100% overwhelmed and exhausted, please know. It is not going to be this way forever. This season will end. And if you need me, I can help you enjoy this season rather than wish it away. And that's all we have time for today. The number one baby sleep mistake I see parents make, both new and seasoned parents alike, when to expect it, how to prevent it, and what to do to fix it. I'm Ashley Thompson, wife, mom, certified pediatric sleep consultant, and licensed speech-language pathologist, and I can't wait to see you next time. Now go love on your sweet baby. It's time for them to play, sleep, grow.
If you found this episode helpful, would you please share it with your favorite mom friend? My mission with this business is to help a thousand growing families regain peace and security through one-on-one consulting for sleep training as quickly and gently as possible. And if you leave me an honest review on Apple Podcasts, screenshot it and email it to me, I will send you your pick of one of my three most popular resources. Ending legal note. Please remember that this is a podcast for personal use. It is not medical advice and should not be considered or used as such. I am not a medical sleep professional, and though I am a pediatric sleep consultant and speech-language pathologist, the information I present on this podcast is general information that I have gathered through my own education, research, and experience, and not specific to you or your child. Before implementing any ideas or suggestions I may provide, please clear it with your or your child's doctor first.